Hello everyone, I'm Jen and welcome to another episode of Monogamish Pod. On this week's episode, I have Gabrielle Smith with me. You may remember her from being featured on a tiny little show called Red Table Talk. But in this week's episode, we talk about publicity, privacy, and polyamorous relationships. It was a great conversation where we covered a wide range of topics, including some things I could not air, like 90 Day Fiance content. If you all want to hear that, then let me know. But without further ado, here's my conversation with Gabby Smith. On this week's episode, I have another famous person on the podcast, and I know what you're thinking. But Jen, you're already famous. Yes. But what's better than one famous person? Two. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, everyone knows I don't believe I'm actually famous. It's fine. I'm like, you know, a small fish in a really small pond of people who know me podcasty wise but my guest is way more famous than me they have like <laughs> articles in in stuff you know they've been on tv and thing so really what i'm saying is that i am humbled and oh so happy to have the pleasure of speaking with gabrielle smith and if you don't know who gabrielle smith is she's not related to will smith i checked and no i'm not <laughs> no i'm not i'm related to a will smith but we don't have to talk about it. <laughs> no, no, no. Of course, thank you for agreeing to be on the pod today. So, Gabby, why don't you tell the monogamous pod listeners and some watchers about you? So, I'm Gabrielle Smith. I am a writer. I am a non-monogamy educator. Basically, I am an online person who talks about relationships, sex, dating, all that nonsense through an intersectional anti-capitalist etc etc leftist lens you know i try to be really critical of institutions but also very compassionate about the people within them so yeah i was a journalist for some time freelancer and i have a little nine to five how are you feeling you're you're ready to dive into the super important stuff yeah i'm ready to dive in it's so funny to be called like famous or stuff like that i I meet a lot of people like in my local community and i'm always like yeah, I have an audience and I actually hate having to say that, but it's usually like to explain something or my interaction with the internet. <laughs> no, but I mean, it is true. You were on Red Table Talk and like yeah. a pretty famous like talk yeah. for that time. Yeah. And of course you had Gab Alexa there as well. We're mm-hmm. not, we're not dissing the other Gabby. I'm just saying that this Gabby was also on Red Table mm-hmm. Talk and that's the focus of the conversation today. Not that experience, but talking about privacy and polyamorous yeah, relationships. Yes. So I knew who you were before, obviously. Mm-hmm. You know, I was aware of your work. And then that just kind of, I think, blew you into a whole different stratosphere, reaching a much wider audience than before, yeah. right? So what was that experience like when they reached out to you, like, hey, we want you to do this thing? Like, tell me a bit about what that was like. Yeah, so it was pretty interesting. It happened really quickly. I... I think at that point I had had like 17,000 followers, but I got an email from one of their producers and we got on the phone later that evening. And then I think in the next week and a half, we were in LA. Oh, wow. That <laughs> That's is, how that fast. Is, yeah. That is really fast. Okay. Yeah. So, and it was you and one of your partners who appeared with you, correct? Yeah. So I went on the show with my partner, Alex. At that point, he was, yes, my only partner. And they had asked if his wife would go on. They'd ask if, you know, our whole family could appear. And I was like, no, it's just going to be two of us. That's what we're going to do. 
so we went on together and we talked about polyamory. They had a lot of questions for him about like his marriage and stuff and how it all worked out. But it was nice. It was nice to talk like to three different generations. Willow is gorgeous, had no makeup on that day. And I was just like, of course, Jada and Gammy are like the tiniest humans. <laughs> so it's, it was kind of shocking in that element, but it was, it was a very interesting experience. I'm very thankful for it. So how soon after you recorded did that actually air? I mean, Red Table Talk is on Facebook Live, but Facebook is like the biggest TV network on the planet at this point, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, in terms of like entertainment, how many eyeballs they get on it, sure. Mm -hmm. Um, It was a month. Oh, yeah. So you had a whole month to kind of like prepare for this. Yeah. What people are going to say when they see this. You already had a large following, but you knew that this was going to kind of bring a lot of other different kinds of people out into the world so how did you and alex prepare for that scrutiny i guess is the best way to put it i talked to him about it because he had previously done a little documentary for cbs with his wife and they had that was kind of unfortunately how he had to come out to his parents because he didn't have the conversation before the um, cbs thing came out and he didn't think it was going to be on the news so they had already had that kind of primed. And, you know, as I had gotten my following, it's pretty careful. One of the things that was important for me is to not be seen as part of a unit or anything. And also, like, I didn't really want people to know a ton about my relationships. So, like, prior to that, he had only appeared on my stories and that was it. And I think I, I never tagged him in anything, all of that, because it just, like, wasn't important to me and I also just wanted to keep that boundary but we talked about you know you have to call your parents and talk about it my parents totally didn't care they are very very accepting of it but very much in a way like that's you know what it's none of my business like if you're happy great but I'm trying to think of what else we did I was very paranoid as I am. So I like made sure to scrub all of my information from the internet because I anticipated due to the subject matter, people are going to be violent in their speech. People are going to like send death threats or have bad things to say. And after we did that and he went on with me, his account was private and he still has like something like a hundred friend requests that he's like, I don't know these people. I'm not going to accept them. So yeah, we, ha- we mostly just had these conversations about, like, you have to talk to your parents. I'm going to do certain things for safety that'll make me feel better. And also, you have to be just ready. But we also knew that it was mostly going to be on me because I'm the public person. I'm just, like, kind of figuring out, okay, like, what was this going to do? Yeah. I mean, uh, is there a way to really prepare for the backlash that you did end up receiving? And just for context... I am not really very good at social media in terms of like, there's a niche of social media that I'm in and I'm usually looking at stuff on there, but there was a lot of crossover with people trying to defend you, of course, from the backlash, but there was also a different side where people were just kind of like, yeah, well, that's what you get for being a quote, white man's a whore and all these yeah. things. And I was like, whoa, hello, what? What's happening here? <laughs> I thought we were all supporting each other. I thought we were talking about polyamory. I thought we were doing wh- what, is, what is actually occurring at this moment. Like, yeah, especially because like one, 
Willow like openly said on it that she was a relationship anarchist and I'm assuming still is. And it was really like an open conversation. We didn't speak about race on that from what I recall at all, actually. During filming, I believe we did but it didn't make the final cut. But the backlash, like, it was interesting because half of it I was prepared for, which was family values are being destroyed. Like, this is ungodly. You're ruining marriages. Why would you want to be the other woman? Then to, like, slightly more personal stuff, like, oh, she just doesn't have enough self-esteem, so she's accepting this. And then it, like, turned into a racial thing where people then, because, like, my partner is white and I am Black, I got a lot of Kerry Washington um, a la Scandal references. I got a lot of Negro Bedwench. It was it was pretty like vicious. And to this day, I think my relationship being interracial is something that a lot of people have a big issue with. But I mean, this is somebody who loves me and that's like kind of how I see it. I find more of an issue with that because I feel like it insults my intelligence and ability to like vet a partner. But yeah. You know, we can go into that more if you want to. <laughs> I understand why you say it's insulting, right? One would think that if you as a black person were entering into any kind of intimate dynamic with a white person, that some vetting would be done to verify there's someone that you are safe with, that they have friends that you would be safe with, that yeah. their family members are not going to accidentally have you fall down the stairs when you visit their house kind yeah. of thing. So I can see what that would, would be insulting. It, it kind of infantilizes you in a yeah. way, right? Yeah. And that's the big issue for me is that it, the many of the ways people talk about me as a single woman who's dating a married man who's in a polyamorous marriage and as a black woman that they know better than I do when they're not the people inside my relationship. And like, I definitely do get being discerning of people who are in interracial relationships, right? I um, I hate like the hashtags for a life, the like fetishizing of mixed race kids and all of that stuff. Like my mother literally used to do it to me because my mom is a white Latina. And having grown up from that, like that's one of those things I viciously avoid. But I don't know, just interestingly enough, coming from it a lot of people came to this assumption that I only date white people which is not true but yeah it's incredibly infantilizing and that's really the frustrating piece where people think they just actually know better than I do yeah so I mean thank you for telling people that you don't only date white people they don't need to know <laughs> that but you know what we we appreciate the yeah. candid nature of this disclosure there so at the time, Alex was your only partner. And do you have other partners now? Or are you just seeing people without the title of partner attached to it? Yeah, I'm seeing people without the title of partner. Alex is someone I consider my anchor partner because he is a fixture in my life. Barring extreme circumstances, like the situation we are in, it's a situation we will continue to be in. We've been together for three years. Our lives are pretty integrated as much as they can be when you live separately. So in terms of other partners, I was dating someone for a while who I was also like public with V and we did split like a little while ago. We're still cool. It just was not a good match. And now I'm, I'm dating people. I took a significant break for the sake of mental health, but I have just started dating again and it's actually quite nice, but very, very 
carefully, very intentionally. <laughs> yeah, no, of course. So having been relatively private about your partnerships previously, and then having this one particular partnership be all over the news and TV and media everywhere mm -hmm. at a certain point. So what is that like for you now? You know, are you still trying to, well, I'm sure you are, I've, I've seen it, but maintain those boundaries as it relates to, yes, I have partners that I love or people that I care about that I'm seeing, but no, you don't have to have access to them. I yeah. Don't know about them. Yeah. So I come here first as like a representative of myself. Like that is specifically why my account is by Gabrielle Smith. It is like not how to monogamy or non-monogamy stuff like that. Because, you know, I wanted to be able to, like, express myself naturally in, like, all of those diverse sets. Now, monogamy is the thing I talk about the most because it is something that people really resound with. I tried to enter this space because I didn't see a lot of people who looked like me writing content that was, like, the kind of content that I would have appreciated. So I made it. I'll explain my philosophy when it comes to being an online person and dating. I've seen a lot of people really go full relationship goals and explore and express the fullness of their relationships online. And I think there is a place for that. And I genuinely wish I could do that because I do think people deserve to see more Black women in happy, like loving, adoring relationships. But the flip side of that is not only like the projections people are putting upon and like those unhealthy things they are assumptions they are coming to and then reflecting that upon themselves and their relationships it also is really harmful for the people within the relationship you know i have friends who are public about their relationships online where you know they tag their partners and like the banter is always clear and they just talk a lot more about their relationships and their partners and then it gets to a point where if they don't post their partner like in two three weeks People will start asking if they broke up and people will say things like, oh, you guys, if you break up, I'm going to be so upset and stuff like that. And that is to me so harmful because it makes you begin to perform your relationship. No matter what you say, it's going to have some effect on your relationship because you know at the end of the day, if you break up with this person, you're going to have to tell the internet you're gonna have to tell the internet pretty quickly so I think it just doesn't give you room to have what you need and I kind of like took this from do you know Jackie Ina do you follow her yeah I do when she finally went public with her partner she refused to tell people how long they had been together so they would not start pressuring them about marriage and an engagement and I just thought that was so fucking smart <laughs> because yeah. it's one of those things you think is harmless. That's a question everybody asks, but it inevitably will be used against you because that's how the internet is. And I hate to be so reactionary, but I am so incredibly protective of my relationships. That makes perfect sense. And... As someone who used to have a public relationship back in the day, you know, olden times me, it was always like the tweets, the, you know, the Instagram captions, the photos everywhere. We would go to events. People would always take photos of us and use those like album covers on Facebook. It was like a very public, popular, quote unquote, relationship. 
And it ended for a variety of reasons. And when it did end, I deliberately didn't say a word about it. Mm-hmm. Because we'd actually broken up once before and then gotten back together. And that was a whole thing. People had a lot of thoughts about that. And I remember the time that we got back together, I went to an event with them. And they went to the bar, get a drink, just casually left me with a friend of theirs. And the friend turns to me and says, well, you know that he's been cheating on you, right? Right. This is someone I don't know. Someone I don't know. I've never met before this moment. And this is my partner's friend. (laughs) And they were to me like this. (laughs) And so when my partner came back and was like, oh, what's going on? I said, oh, hey, did you know that you've been cheating on me? That's what he just told me. Yeah. (laughs) Right to his face. And he was like, well, you know, I didn't like, oh, you didn't think I would tell my partner exactly what you said the second that he came back. That's weird. Yeah. (laughs) Like those kinds of things that would happen because they would see us like together or like I was in a different country and then I'd be like oh well he's cheating on her you know let me come to you as a woman or as a man and share this information with you and then come to me as a woman (laughs) (laughs) I mean I I let them do it you can come to me as a woman all you want I'm not sure if you're going to get the response you're hoping for but I will allow you to speak your truth whatever you believe that to be it makes you feel better you know and so when we did eventually like end for sure, I mean, I said nothing. I made no post about it because I, from that first breakup, I had decided I'm just going to be less. It's yeah. just going to be less. We're still together if you knew us, but I wasn't posting photos as much. I wasn't engaging in comments as much. Like, yes, we'd be tweeting each other, but it wouldn't always be romantic looking. It would just be yeah. like, oh, hey, listen to this album or this book came out today. Let's go get it later kind of thing, which I would yeah. share with any of my friends. So it took people, some people, it took them months to figure out we'd broken up because I just said nothing. And they were like, oh, why didn't you tell me? Why would I tell you? Yeah. Why (laughs) would you? What is that about? Do I see you every day? Like, are we friends? And I think that's like the big thing that people don't understand. Like the people you know online or the people you know in your periphery, you don't know them that well. And you don't need to because the thing is, and before we were talking about this, I was thinking, what is the difference between, say, how people who are super public about their relationships, people who kind of do what I do, and then people who are totally silent about them? Because I do find I'm in a middle ground. People will see my partners and like I'll post pictures and I'll, you know, occasionally be like, this person's great or like a text between us. But If you met me and my partner in real life, I think 90% of the time, our dynamic would surprise people. How so? If you don't mind elaborating, like, or just saying a piece of one thing that would be surprising to some people. My partner is incredibly extroverted. I am rather introverted. And so I think if you know me as this online persona and then my partner, who is this guy who like, I don't know, he has like 300 followers or something like that who doesn't use Instagram that much. You would expect it to be flipped and people are genuinely surprised that I'm not the big personality. And also just like, you know, it, we are still very cute and stuff together. People have like commented that. But I think that's usually the one thing people are thinking like, oh, she's like the personality here. And no, actually, like I let him do all of that. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that definitely would be considered a, a reversal of roles, yeah. so to speak, just based on social media presence, which as a reminder, you can't actually use to judge everyone because everyone's living only yes. one version of their life on social media. Yeah. Like, 
I'm sorry. Even people who post their partners all day, every day, unless they're literally live streaming 24-7, there are still parts of them that you will never see. You will never see. And like people also choose to show you what they sh- show, what they show. I know couples who look like they had fabulous lives. They threw these beautiful parties. They lived in this wonderful apartment. And they, the relationship was not sound. It was not safe for the people inside. And that's simply because people put on this amazing face for the world, especially when things are wrong. You know, essentially the way I choose to go forward, unless I, for some reason, marry somebody or move in with them, which is a huge decision for me. So it's almost the same. Unless they're like a online person, there's no reason for me to ever tag that human or like post more than a photo of them. Like the one person I'm currently dating has explicitly said like he's not interested in being online. So no one will ever know what that man looks like. (laughs) And that's great because that's not important. Like what should be important is what I have to say, not who you think I am. Because at the end of the day, I think I am presenting myself as I am, the slightly more polished version, but genuinely as I am. And people's fill in a lot of blanks because of that yeah so my next question now is about dating right Mm -hmm. when you are thinking about dating someone are Mm -hmm. you thinking about the fact that okay they probably know who I am they probably like read one of my posts or one of those things like if you're like matching with someone on the internet or someone's just casually introducing you to someone you might be interested in is that like a running thought in the back of your mind or are you just kind of hoping they don't know I try not to assume anybody knows me because like I try not to think I'm as that very big I guess like the thing about living in New York City is like people who have like a following is kind of like a dime a dozen and like in the New York community like especially with all the people who do kink or who can do you know like amazing rope or like the like literal porn stars you know for me I'm just like if you're looking to learn about non-monogamy then you probably you might know who I am Generally, like, depending on how I meet someone, I'll just ask them if they follow me. <laughs> you actually ask the question, like, oh, do you follow me? Yeah, I won't ask it straight away, but people will say, what do you do? And I'll say, for a long time, my main job was my online work. So I would talk about it. And yeah, I would get a number of different responses. I've definitely gone on dates with people who have created this idea of who I was before they met me and then they would kind of reflect that in the strangest ways and the kind of same thing where they're filling in the blanks and then treating me as that person they've made in their heads and that has been kind of disconcerting other times like I've dated people while my platform was getting bigger and you know I would write about my experiences I would not name anything and I would usually talk about things months after they had happened to make sure they weren't like wrong but it was, would always be, this is a lesson I've learned. And then, you know, I've had people after we broke up tell me, you know, you don't practice what you preach because they think as educator, I have to be perfect. I mean, that's a tall order. I don't know any perfect people. I mean, yeah. unless you're counting the musical perfection of some, you know, artists, I guess. But yeah. aside from like real life perfection, I don't see how that's possible. But I guess, you know what? Shout out to them. Shout yeah. out to them yeah. for those thoughts. Yeah, that's kind of how I, I learned. I'm like, you know, if you 
don't want me to be human. I guess I don't have to be. It's a good thing we broke up. So I've had that happen. My preference is, yeah, people who don't follow me or people who follow me and like don't make it a big deal. And yeah, that's kind of how I go about that. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's interesting. So the reason I brought that up is because I have you know moved to a new city. I'm finally getting back out there dating, you know, post pandemic in a whole new place, getting to know people. And there are people that I have met who I'm like, okay, this person's interesting to me. I could go out with them. They ask what I do. I tell them my job. And I also say, oh, I also host like a podcast or something. Yeah. Oh, what's the podcast? I tell them like, oh my God, I listen to you all the time. And immediately my stomach drops. Because yeah. you, I already know exactly what's going to happen. There's this idea of, that they have of me. And I try to be like, okay, well, maybe it's not that. Maybe, maybe they're fine. And then you'll talk to them and they'll be like, oh, yeah, I loved your episode this week. And if you think this is supportive, but I also don't know you that well. And shouldn't you be asking me like, hey, how how is your week going? What have you been up to? Not immediately diving into talking about my podcast episodes. Yeah, and exactly. So it's, it's this weird thing where it's like, oh, of course, I want to date people, you know, who are non-monogamous or familiar with non-monogamy because I don't have the, the time, the effort. <laughs> To really be no. dating people who are outside of that. And I'm okay no. with that, right? Uh-huh. But it also means that in certain places, I am more well-known than I would like, quote-unquote. Lots of yeah. air quotes on that. And it means that people perceive me a certain way because of the podcast, because of the conversations I've had on here, because of the guests that I've had, and or people that they may know that I'm friends with. It's just like, oh, okay, can we not do this? Like the most disconcerting moment for me was like when I was in a Facebook group and someone shared a video that I had made. <laughs> like, so I open the group and I see my actual face posted by someone else. They're like, hey, what do you think about this? And I'm like, oh, no. Well, as me, I stand by what I said. <laughs> Thanks. Like, Well, I actually, I told you. <laughs> I, I'd already, this is what I, I, what I said in the video is what I think. But yeah. it's just it's just so weird sometimes. I don't know. And as somebody who had a public relationship who is now never public about anything really, I I, I call myself shady for fun because like you'll never know. People are like, "Oh, is that your boyfriend?" Oh no, this is just my friend. Well, how long have you been friends? Oh yeah, we've been we've known each other about five years now. Cool. So <laughs> have to, yeah, yeah, we do that too. So that's your boyfriend? Oh no, 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 not my boyfriend. Just 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 some dude. But yeah, how just, about you mind your business? <laughs> yeah, who's been here for five years? Don't mind them. Yeah, you know there now is a battle right between that privacy and that secrecy, quote unquote. How people say like, "Oh, you shouldn't hide your partners." I'm not hiding them. I'm just not telling you about them. Exactly, because like again, there's a relationship that you're experiencing, and there's a relationship that you are performing. You know, for a while, like a lot of people scrutinized me. Because they, one, they assumed every person I was I posted online was somebody I was dating, which I guess just happens when you're not monogamous. What are you going to do? But in there, they were like, I don't know, somehow this narrative began that I only spend time with white people. And it makes me like want to, like the, the knee-jerk reaction is to be like, here's the, this proof that I don't. But... I'm not going to like tokenize my friends to prove these things to you. I'm not going to tokenize the people I'm dating to prove these things to you. And basically, I mean, the reason I have pictures with Alex is because he's the only person I take pictures with. And the same thing with my my ex-girlfriend. We, oh, we took pictures together because we thought it was cute. 
I live with my roommate. I see her every day. And the same thing happened with my last roommate, who's my best friend. Never took pictures together because we're in the house. Mm-hmm. It's we that don't, way all the time. You don't need a photo. You don't need a photo. Like, I'm trying to be better at, like, the whole recording my life aspect because I do think there is some use in it, at least personally. But it still doesn't mean it needs to go online. That's true. I mean, you can record your moments. And I'll say this. Becca Tilly, who was on The Bachelorette, and Haley Kiyoko, a.k.a. Lesbian Jesus. (laughs) They've been together for four whole years. All of us, you know, secretly been knowing in the back of our heads they're together. But there's never been any photographic evidence, no videos, no nothing. Doesn't post about them, didn't talk. I mean, talked about her on her podcast, but under like a code name kind of thing. Yeah. Because Becca wasn't out. And that's okay, right? You were allowed to come out if you so desire in your own time. And so this year when she finally came out and people were just like, oh, yeah, like I met Becca and Haley together three years ago. And I actually have a photo with them that I never posted online. Yeah. Because I'm respecting their privacy, respecting their relationship. And I'm like, wow, if only we all felt the same way. <laughs> yeah, I think also just, I, it seems like it is a little bit projecting some sort of fear in a way. A lot of people will, you know, it's always a big Twitter argument, the whole like, you should never show the world your relationships or you should want to be with people who show you off. I think we all naturally want people to show us off and be proud of us and be like, yo, my bitch is the baddest bitch ever. Or like the guy I'm dating, he's fine as fuck and I need you to know how fucking well he treats me. But personally, that's just not that important to me. My, like I've said, and I, people look at me and my partner and they're like, wow, you guys are really in love. You guys clearly have a lot of respect for each other. And that's, really nice when it's people I know when it's strangers who don't know anything about me and I say this like appreciating my audience and the people who follow me and like the interactions I have with people day to day in like my dms and stuff I say this still like fully appreciating these people and these people those people usually aren't the ones doing this to me <laughs> it is you know the people who fly by the people who you know, really are just getting a little bits in here out of it. And they always have something to say because I feel like something's going on internally. Like they want to be shown off or, you know, often in the case of people who are just critiquing me for my relationships, they've had a negative experience with somebody who looks like me because I fully acknowledge my privilege as like a light-skinned woman, or they've had negative experiences with white people in that way, or they've had a friend who has had that. Like, I know it's all coming from, like, a real place, but I also still just genuinely don't want to deal with it. (laughs) And you shouldn't have to. Yeah. And you shouldn't have to. I think that as a fan of someone i'll use the word fan you kind of feel as if you're entitled in a way to all aspects of their life like when we think about how the paparazzi follows around celebrities take like photos and do all these things and if your favorite actor is dating somebody and you find out last minute oh my god it's so devastating like how could they do this <laughs> how could yeah. they date this other person kind of thing and you, you kind of forget that they're people real people on the other side of the screen whether it's, you know, an influencer or, you know, a movie star or a musician of some sort. 
And the way that we have been taught to commoditize all aspects of our life for the internet, I think is definitely playing into a a huge role in that as well, right? Exactly. I think like it is really the commodification of the relationship and like a few, I want to say a few months ago, there were a bunch of think pieces about the idea of parasocial relationships. And it was, I think, like stimulated or spurred on by the fact that like a influencer, like a YouTuber had had a fan like come to their house and like do some really weird, creepy shit because people believe they know you when you're public, when you have enough eyes on you, if you show even a little bit about yourself and how that can be really unhealthy. And I think it's even more particular with podcasters because you are really listening to these people talk like I feel so close to Kid Fury and Crystal and they don't know who the fuck I am and sometimes I have to check them because I'll be walking around my apartment with my roommate and being like did you hear what Kid Fury said today though like we're friends and like yes friends in my head but like if I met them I would still understand like these are people who have their own lives and they don't know who the fuck I am. So I have to like move and act that way. And I wonder if it's, you know, one of the things I've talked about often is like scarcity versus like abundance mentality, which scarcity means you think everything is going to take away from you. There's only one for everything, which is often how we operate in relationships. And abundance meaning, you know, there are more people to love. There are more relationships. There is more time, like blah, blah, blah. It's interesting that our relationships with others and digitally tend to be flipped where yeah. people think they know a lot and feel entitled to that knowledge. But in reality, the information you're given to begin with is very scarce. But that was like, that's an interesting thing I just like had a revelation about. Yeah, no, it, it really is. You genuinely believe that you know all about their lives. And you said that story about the fan shrink the youtuber's house that like lit chills okay that, that's uh-huh. like scary shit why would you go to someone you don't know's house and even if you think that they're your friend in your head why would you show up without calling first i i don't know maybe it's just me maybe it's because i'm introverted i never have interacted with the comment section really never done that and you know i see the things that people write and now that i work for a brand i see the things that people like will say to brands and what's going on in people's heads is not okay. And I know it's like a side effect of the world we live in, but it genuinely terrifies me. Yeah. I mean, I, I always worry about, you know, myself and like other people who live a fraction of their lives online, not even like, you know, the full gamut, but like this tiny fraction of your lives online. Like what happened? What, what would I do if some really crazed like podcast person showed up at my house? Like, hey, you know, I heard that you were trying to date again. Like, choose me. I really go outside. I really post when I do. But what if someone had like, you know, been tracking my movements for all these months and years and been like, yes, now is the time for me to make an appearance at this bar that I think they like to go to. And I just happen to be there. Yeah. <laughs> and they approach me like, what, what, what do you do then? And I think there's also the idea that the law is also behind on how to handle situations like that. Yeah. So you're literally up shit creek without a paddle if it comes yep. to some kind of like legal enforcement, like, hey, this person 
cannot come to where I am anymore. Like, oh, well, is there a threat? Can you prove it? They showed up at my house. Is that not a threat enough? Yeah. And I mean, at the end of the day, they can just show up at your house again. Yeah. Just go to jail. But like, what's done is done. Like, restraining everything. Very useful in that respect. They're just like a fear tactic. And some people aren't afraid. Some people are not afraid. Some people are not afraid. Maybe that's my issue. I just have a healthy fear of a lot of things. But I don't know. I think it's really interesting how people interact. And I think like, especially for you and I, we're in these communities that are incredibly niche. So, you know, while I have a large platform, I don't have the largest platform. But because, you know, my community is so small and because everybody, I mean, everybody's dating each other or everybody is friends with each other like we just tend to all hang out together for the most part or run in the same circles I should say and that ends up meaning that a lot of people will know you a lot of people know things about you one of the people I just started seeing this would be the first time I am like dating someone who is like actively in the community as opposed to me like introducing them to some people in the community and even more realizing I don't want people in my business so if it ever does come to a point where like things happen further, I would have to like set very distinct boundaries around it. Yeah. So that that would be another question. Like, so do you generally date people within the community or do you date people outside of the community? Is there like a preference that you have? Well, there's the the community the local community in New York specifically is very interesting, I think to put it kindly. But I will say, like, there are just a lot of people who run parties and people who, you know, will do kink and stuff like that. People who are just generally known in the scene because they're friends with everybody, stuff like that. I meet people. I don't really use dating apps anymore. So I'll meet people in the scene or I'll meet people, say, like via Instagram. We'll just start chatting and decide to hang out. And that has worked for me so it's usually lately been people adjacent to the scene like my part my last partner she was more entrenched in the scene but she was I think general enough in terms of it and a lot of it was for work specifically for her so it wasn't like that difficult to navigate gotcha gotcha and so Again, dating in such a small pool, like we said, where everyone tends to know someone who knows someone. Like mm-hmm. a lot of non-monogamous relationships I found are definitely long distance in a lot of ways. So it's not uncommon to have someone who lives in your city but has a partner in California. So that means there's a possibility that someone in California could know your business if there are no like proper boundaries and, you know, conversations being had about what is and isn't okay to share. Right. Yeah. So in your actual relationships, do you talk about privacy and what you expect from your partner as it relates to them sharing information about you with others and what you may or may not share about them? Well, that's the thing. Like I, prior to kind of being more in a community, because I didn't really date a lot in high school. So this would be my first time experiencing something like this. I didn't really need that because my partners and I, we had relatively different worlds. And I don't really mind if, you know, your partners, your friends know things about me, like your close friends. It doesn't affect me. Like you might be processing, right? I have an issue with, say, someone who 
knows me is in community with me or something knowing details about me and using that as gossip and that's where I buck a little bit <laughs> yeah I mean no details should be used as gossip period <laughs> but yeah certain private moments should never be shared as some kind of conversational fodder for other people like strangers don't need to know what you like in bed unless you've publicly stated what you like in bed Right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, in this community, people know yeah. what you like in bed, but or at least in my community. <laughs> yeah. But it's more like, oh, wow, you said this really hard, like that you had a fight about this or like now maybe I dated you and now a bunch of people know that like I have this one specific insecurity. So that's kind of what it is. I and mean, it's something I'm very particular with, something I'm still ironing out. But I think I just more so I'm like, tell your close friends thing, but like tell people you trust. I don't want to impair someone's ability to vent to their friends or even, you know, their lovers. I think there are certain things I have boundaries about, like, you know, say my partner and I get into a fight. I don't want him to show his wife those text messages of us, like stuff like that. And, you know, in terms of like protocols, I definitely have protocols about, you know, nudes and stuff. Like, just ask me before you do it that's one thing but my boundaries about sharing other information they're pretty light because I think my partners also just know what's disrespectful and what that makes sense that a thousand percent makes sense mm -hmm. uh when we talk about the be able to vent to their friends moment like sometimes there is there is a time where it's like ah this actually does not work <laughs> right yeah because I, I would say for me like you know the partner that I had broken up with their things were tumultuous for a period of time and so you want to lean on your friends you want to be like oh hey oh my god like this happened again i'm feeling this sort of way xyz abc but then as the friend on the other end of this they're like well then break up with them what are you what are you complaining mm -hmm. about this shit for right mm -hmm. and i think both of our friends like got to that point and then it was like another point where certain things were viewed a certain way when they weren't meant to be viewed that way so if i said oh you're gonna have to take out the trash today You'd be like, see, I told him that was inconsiderate because he never takes up the trash. Yeah. But it's like, no, I just meant he forgot today. It wasn't a, <laughs> this is not a, mm -hmm. you know, a judgment on him as a person. This is yeah. just a, you know, I'm annoyed that today the trash didn't go out because, you know, he forgot and I forgot. <laughs> and that's yeah. fine. So I think there's also like that line as well. Like how, when does it become oversharing with your close friends if they're having this kind of visceral reaction to the information yeah when i lived in new jersey and i lived with my platonic partner before i really had the word for it and i had a boyfriend you know we had so many fights that she started to fucking hate him legitimately and it did get to a point where her and i instead we determined the boundary that like listen if you're gonna react this way and tell me to break up with him every time then i can't talk to you about these things and I don't want to not be able to talk to my best friend about this. So we kind of came to a middle ground where, you know, I really decided to pick my battles when I did share stuff with her. And she, you know, didn't go straight for the jugular right away. But also I think like when you're sharing that information with people, you have to know who you're talking to. You know, that specific person was so protective over me. So literally, if someone does one bad thing to me, she's going to be like, well, fuck them. Like, you're too good for this. <laughs> and like I love that I have friends like that but I also have friends you know I will talk to about issues and actually look for their advice because I know they will be able to be more fair 
in the assessment. Because and also I say this all as like someone who has to talk to other people about their experiences because sometimes I'm not sure if like I'm misconstruing the situation. And I always like to verify that I am in fact not bugging the fuck out. And usually I'm not. So Yeah. That means that that tracks, right? But I am the first friend, right? Yeah. I mean, but I don't mean it. I mean, I do mean it, but like, I don't mean it. So yeah. I'm the first like, oh, God, you've got to take the trash out. I think that we should just excommunicate it from the island. He doesn't belong here. Mm-hmm. He doesn't belong here. This infraction is too much for me. And it's it's a joke. But also, like, if you do leave him, I won't be mad. No. <laughs> it's like, this seems inconsiderate. And if you're okay with it, I'm going to let it rock. But I'm going to let you know that the second you say it's not okay, it, it's a fuck him all day party <laughs> yeah exactly no like my roommate who is like my cousin we she will block somebody for blinking the wrong way at her so i know if somebody mm-hmm. says some crazy shit to me she's gonna be like well why didn't you just kill this person exactly that makes perfect <laughs> sense to me <laughs> why didn't you just do that and i know i'm telling jasmine this she's gonna have this response <laughs> So, like, I already know what I'm going into. I do think there is a line where your friends are having too many opinions and they are influencing your relationship. But I also think it is sometimes nice to have relationships that are in community. And sometimes community does require that feedback. And, you know, everyone just kind of has to... I think also like your friends in that situation have to respect your decision at the end of the day, even if they think you're a dumb bitch. (laughs) <laughs> yeah i mean that's the thing i said i'm never gonna say i told you so but i'm yeah? gonna think it real loud and you'll hear it telepathically you'll hear it <laughs> i can hear you thinking <laughs> plenty of time exactly and that's like typically how i operate with my friends and that's how my partner tends to operate with his friends so i don't really mind that back and forth and i actually even prefer it because i've dated people who didn't tell their friends anything about anything that was like wrong in our relationship and that ended up being really detrimental for him because he didn't get to really process a lot of the stuff that was going on. Yeah. I mean, and that would be my other question too, like privacy versus secrecy, right? Yeah. Like it's like you're keeping your relationship a secret as opposed to just, you know, drawing boundaries with certain information that you may or may not be willing to share. And if you're not willing to share anything, like, is that healthy at all i mean yeah i'm not just talking about like the internet like fuck the internet mm-hmm. right and it's yes. like yes we're on it we live for it this is part of how we make our money but also fuck the internet i don't care if strangers know about your relationships mm-hmm. for me my thing is always like yeah strangers on the internet may not know who i'm dating who i'm sleeping with what i'm doing who i'm doing it with but people that love me and that i love will always know what's going on with me mm-hmm. i don't keep secrets from them so even if you may not know this person's name directly at the moment, which probably will because we've done our FBI searches to make sure that they're, you know, on the up and up. Yeah. But even if you don't know, like, their address, their full name or birthday or where they live, you know the details of this person enough that if something were to happen to me, you would know where to go. <laughs> you yeah. would know who to talk to. You know who intervened who and where there's going to be a problem. Yeah. Because it's imperative. So I, th- I think with all of this, like, with, you know, having a secret relationship versus having like a private relationship and stuff like that is that there genuinely is a middle ground. Like, I don't know, even recently, my friend Gabby, Gab Alexa, was tweeting about like bisexuality and stuff. And as she always does 
when she tweets about bisexuality, people come after her. And her whole thing at that point was, you know, having only had sex with men doesn't make you any less queer. And people were like, what is queer about like a man and a woman? And she's like, what if the guy is not cis? What if he's trans? That is definitely incredibly queer still. And um, people were kind of accusing her of like pulling trans men out of a hat. And to which I replied because I was annoyed. Gabby is actually dating a trans man. And like in that thread, she also mentioned that her partner is a black trans man. And they accused her of hiding him and posting her white girlfriend instead. When this was on Twitter where she doesn't post her part, her boyfriend. So it was just a mess. It was a mess. And I say all that is that people really are perceiving whatever the fuck they want because a quick search of Gabby would have told you he is all over her Instagram. That Everywhere. man is there. Beautiful. But people really are coming with the assumptions that they're coming with because they just don't understand. Nobody is hiding anyone. I'm sorry if you feel hidden and that is unfortunate or you fear hiding or, you know, you just assume people are doing that, but that's not always the case. Yeah. I mean, I, I do remember that thread on bisexuality and I was like, oh yeah, this makes sense. I mean, Mm -hmm. because how do you know you're straight if you've never tried all the other options, right? Mm -hmm. It's the same thing, right? Like, so I can know that I'm bi without having to try all the options. I can just know. And it, it's so interesting how that only applies to being a cisgender, you know, heterosexual person, right? It can never apply to anything else. But anyway, yeah, no, when you were like, oh, yeah, they're hiding their partner. I was like, really? Cause exactly. I, 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 <laughs> like, my face was like, hiding? Hiding who? It's a terrible game. Like, clearly, I, somebody's in love. I don't know who, I guess. But so I think at the end of the day, people are coming to the assumptions that either they have commonly been led to. Which, you know, and if you fit me into the narrative of like swirl, swirl queen, like ready to have, you know, just fully erase the Negro out of my bloodline with my next child with this white married man. Sure. Then I fit that narrative. But that's not genuine to who I am. Honestly, if you've read any of like my articles, because I was a journalist for like a full you would also just know that's not the case behind my beliefs. My work is previously intersectional and it's not like a buzzword. (laughs) Like I've studied Africana studies, like I've done all this, but that doesn't fit that narrative. Just like in that moment, Gabby dating a trans man also didn't fit that narrative. People just want to assume it is what it is or they want to assume that you're lying because that story is either more interesting, more fun, or something that genuinely resounds with them. That's like just what I've come to believe and maybe that's just to keep my sanity or it's the truth i'm not really sure yeah no we can we can never be sure what the people are thinking but i can tell y'all like right now that most y'all are wrong (laughs) like when it comes to you know people that you see on social media you're you're probably like 90 percent wrong (laughs) about what's going on and that's okay yeah because like also like We've all heard the stories of this actor is actually a terrible person, even though he's like America's darling. We've heard like the stories about people like having the worst reputation in the world and you meet them and they're sweethearts. It's just really all perception. It's marketing, it's branding, and it's 
culture at the end of the day. Culture wants to put people in certain boxes because that is convenient. And people are also just really fucking nosy. To say to somebody who's super nosy, myself, <laughs> who has done the internet relationship wormholes. But I mean, I think the difference is I did that when I was like 19 years old. I mean, I did it today about that Adam Levine drama. But okay. I mean, it, I guess you're more involved than I am. No, Well, I feel like celebrities is completely different. You know, it's it's different when they post about it. I'll, I'll say that. Exactly. He, he did post about it. And that's really what tipped me. I was like, what the hell is going on? Why are we talking about Adam Levine? I've never thought about this man fast songs about Jane. I don't get it. <laughs> and then, you know, now I know. But I, I guess if there's one thing that you could leave people with, thinking about privacy and, you know, polyamorous and non-monogamous relationships and the internet, what is one thing you'd want them to really think about? or to know, or, you know, just to say. I think at the end of the day, it's just really like relationships should be given a certain amount of room to breathe for the people living within them. You can have your opinions, you can have your thoughts, but that's the reality. And, you know, a lot of people don't want to go public with their relationships because they're not developed. You know, I just started dating someone, I don't know, two months ago. Why would I like talk about them? in a significant way other than I just started dating someone it would make no sense and it would seriously affect that relationship that like I'm cultivating and I don't even know what I wanted to be right now but like if I am seen with somebody cuddled up with somebody it instantly means we're in love and I think that's really the thing like these assumptions can really affect relationships and it's better to, you know, if you have that within yourself, keep it to yourself. Of course. Thank you so much for agreeing to be here. I greatly appreciate it. Why don't you tell people where they can find you? You can find me on Instagram at by Gabrielle Smith. You know, I started a new job a few months ago, so the content has been slow. But now that I'm kind of into the nine to five grind, I'm figuring out how to integrate my stuff a bit more. I'm looking more to talk about like the realities of relationships as they are now as opposed to like non-monogamy education and kind of like the intersections and how institutions impact our ability to practice relationships that are healthy and community building. You can also find me on Twitter at Gabrielle A. Smith. Twitter won't let me have that extra character and it kills me every day. Also like once a month I've been doing a workshop. All that information can be found in bygabriellesmith.com. Love it. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Well, once again, I would love to thank Gabby for being on the podcast today. Of course, you can find the links to where you can find her and the detailed show notes available at monogamishpod.com. And, you know, if you want me to keep making more amazing, great content, you should subscribe. Follow me wherever you get your podcasts. Follow me on social media. TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, at MonogamishPod. If you want to follow me personally to find out what I'm doing in my other projects, you can follow me at Have You Met Jen on Twitter and Instagram. I do have a TikTok, but it's private, so I'm not going to accept you. Just, just, just be okay with that. Um, of course, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Chartable, Spotify, wherever you can rate and review me, please go ahead and do that inching ever so closer to the 100th episode so i'm very excited for us to get there because it's going to be 
a superstar extravaganza. And I am going to reach 100 before the end of this year. Of course, you can support the podcast by subscribing to me on Patreon. Patreon.com slash monogamishpada is an 18 plus platform. So just type it out like that and subscribe for the little $3 a month. You can help me keep the lights on in this place. <laughs> um, you can buy merch at Threadless. Again, I'm looking into another merch site. So we'll see how that goes. The holiday designs will be up pretty soon actually i'm working with my designer on them hoping to get them up soon in time for y'all to get them for christmas so monogamishpod.threadless.com if you want to support me personally like i said you can send me money on venmo have you met jen cash app dollar sign have you met jen or you can buy me a coffee ko-fi.com slash have you met jen um i think that's all i have for today i don't want to overwhelm you too much information so yeah that's it. There's some great content happening out there in the world. Oh, the newsletter. Subscribe to the newsletter, monogamishpod.substat.com. The October newsletter is a little bit late because I'm actually including this episode in there because, you know, got to do something nice for myself. I just had my birthday recently, so that was great. Uh, if you're a subscriber on the Patreon, there will be an episode coming out talking about my birthday and relationships that you can look forward to this weekend or like early next week. And Yeah. That's all I got. It seems kind of helter skelter. What we talk about? Follow me. Listen to rate and review wherever you get your podcasts. Listen to the podcasts. Anchor, Spotify, Podbean, Podbay, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, all the podcasts. Follow me on social media at Pod on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. Also YouTube at Pod on YouTube as well. They start doing handles now, I guess. So I have that one. Um, the newsletter, monogamishpod.substack.com merch shop monogamishpod.threadless.com supporting financially and getting bonus content through patreon patreon.com slash monogamishpod supporting me personally or just you know sending money to support if you don't want to go through monogamishpod specific channels because you love all the work that i do then have you bet jen on venmo cash app and coffee so yeah i think that's it once again i'm jen this was monogamishpod and you have a great day y'all bye